0: Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Heidi coming to you live from Orange County, California. This is our late late show.
1: Yeah,
0: my mic is really far away. Here we go. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought. (laughs) Uh, I thought it was because you have that special boom microphone now. Yes,
0: we have so much to talk about tonight.
1: (sighs) I wish I wasn't so exhausted. We'll do the best
0: we can. <laughs> because last night we had our life group. Yeah,
1: it was all kinds of excitement.
0: And then tonight we had demons. demon's I always Demon. want to say um, dungeons and dragons <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Angels and demons. Master master Masterclass. Uh, masterclass. That's, the... That's good. Go to resurrectministry.com to find all of our other content there. On the website uh, where you could subscribe to our newsletter and uh, partner with us you said something really awesome yesterday what was that Today, yeah
1: <laughs> oh defray defray <laughs> if you partner with us you can help us defray the production costs right uh invest in new media and hopefully eventually get a producer yes we're going to be, be so doing awesome. we're going to be doing some developments to the website doing some social media management and advertising so it would be great if you would consider donating to the ministry and helping us out with that.
0: That'd be awesome. All right. We're reading from Smith Wigglesworth Devotional. Uh, and it is for June 21st. The title is Brokenness Precedes
1: Blessing. Wow. We know that. He's told us that <laughs> repeatedly.
0: The reference is Matthew 16, 24. Which this, will
1: surely tell people that. Yes
0: says, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Yes. The scripture reading is Matthew 10, 16 through 42, which is awesome. Matt, uh, Matthew <laughs> Smith says in this devotional, we must acknowledge our helplessness and nothingness. Although laboring in the spirit is painful, God can lift the burden from us. I have had those days when I feel burdened. I have had it this morning, but now God is lifting the heaviness. And I say, brother and sister, unless God brings us into a place of brokenness of spirit, unless God remolds us in the great plan of his will for us, the best of us will utterly fail. But when we are absolutely taken in hand by the almighty God, God turns even our weakness into strength. Mm -hmm. He makes even that burden helpless, groaning, cry, come forth, so that men and women are reborn in the travail. There is a place where our hopelessness is touched by the power of God and where we come out shining as gold refined in the fire. It was on the cross that our Lord died when a broke, with a broken heart. Pentecost came out of jeering and sneering. It included being mocked and beaten and an offer of sour wine. Jesus received an unfair judgment and a cross that he had to bear. But glory to God, Pentecost rings out today for you through his through the words, It is finished. And now because it is finished, we can take the same place that he took and rise out of that death in majestic glory with the resurrection touch of heaven. People will know that God has done something for us. The thought for today, there is no hope for Pentecost unless we come to God in our brokenness. Short and sweet. Deep. It gets you right to the point. And it, it's, uh, you know, I, after I read it, I, I wanted to bring this book back up again. It's called Discipline of a Godly Man because the section that I'm in right now is David. And he had so much going for him. And he had great armies and he was a great king. And he had everything that a man could want. And then he started adding women to his... <laughs> to To his harem and then he then there, that still wasn't enough no <laughs> and he had to have this other guy's wife yeah and um and it's just like dude but what what's important the author Kent Hughes R. Kent Hughes talks about is that and I know this is obvious but it's it's this weird thought that you know I just want this one thing and it won't be It won't be that bad. He even uses some examples, and I hope I can find it really fast. But he said something like, um, how can something that has brought such enjoyment be wrong? God's will for (laughs) me is to be happy, isn't it? Certainly, he would not deny me anything that is essential to my happiness. And this is it. Talking about.
1: And, and, you know, God never uses the word happy. Oh, no. No. (laughs) It talks about joy. (laughs) But not happy. He never mm. promises us we'll be happy. Oh. All right.
0: Another one is the the question here is one of love. I am acting in love. Mm. The highest love. He's and What he's uh, saying is that David was saying he's going to, you know, this man left his wife. To and and, and, and he's so much older and she's so much younger. I'm going to give her the happiness that oh. she's longing for. Uh, my marriage was never God's will in the first place. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> and then other is you Christians and your narrow, judgmental attitudes make me <laughs> so sick. Judgy. You are judging me. You are a greater <laughs> sinner than I'll ever be. And so he goes on to say these things. But then, then he talks about that here. You think you're just going to do this one thing, but there's so much destruction. It's not. It's not that David just took this man's wife and slept with her. He he committed murder. <laughs> he tried to cover it up. He used somebody else, you know, to, to you know, to, to cover it up, to help him cover it up.
1: Then there's children and then there's children and, and then, then there's the inheritance of the children. Right. Yeah. It created a legacy uh, of suffering,
0: but you know, it's in the, in the, the brokenness that you must learn to deny yourself uh, of the, of these thoughts that in the end bring you true happiness. And I've talked about that. I, I talked about it last night at the, 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 life group that we, we go to, it's hard calling it a life group, but it is, I mean, surely last night felt like a life group, right? Um, but it, it's, um, it's so easy to get caught up in the things that we just think are, that we want that are going to give us some temporarily temporary happiness or temporary fulfillment of something, our ego. Um, and and in being broken is that we have to leave all that behind. That if we want. Die to self. Right. Right. Die. Uh, you know, our, our ego must die. Our, our lust must die. Um, and, I think, and I don't know if it's harder. Is Do you think it's
1: harder for men or no? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Since you're not a man. Right. <laughs> But I feel, uh, so I posited a a situation to the group which I felt every response was accurate. Mm. And listening to this devotional reminds me of that, that there is this um, deep longing within me to draw closer to to the Lord and to die to the self. But I struggle with what it would take to get there and not knowing how far I've come. So it's good to long for more of God and there's good to yearn to get closer to him and have likeness, but you also have to be able to see yourself as God sees you and to acknowledge where you are from where you've been, uh, but to continue trying to shed self. And then as we're talking about these issues, one of the brothers talks about how He was diagnosed with a very severe form of cancer. And then he prayed and prayed and prayed. And the Lord told him, will you follow me if I don't heal you? Will you still follow me if I don't heal you? And I, this weird pang of jealousy came over me that, oh my God, you're like a warrior of Christ that you have just been told of your own mortality time clock and God's like, step up Strap on your boots, let's go. Like, that's that, that, it, like, what would I do in that situation where the Lord would say, I'm not healing you? Because it's different to have cancer and to have that wondering of, okay, I, you know, I have, I have faith in God and God's going to heal me and everything's going to be okay. It's going to be difficult, but I'm going to learn so, so much through it. And it's different to be told repeatedly, he said, by God, will you still follow me if I don't heal you? So in other words, God's saying, I'm not going to heal you. He could change his mind, of course. It may, may be a test of sorts. But, but if that were God's pronouncement to each of us, and as we read Matthew 10, it'll make even more sense that you're not getting out of this situation, just like He told the apostles, you were going to die. Uh, what would you do? How would you live your life? How quickly would you shed the world or how quickly would you run away from God trying to outrun death or outrun the the, the pronouncement and say, well, if I just stop preaching the gospel, I won't die. Mm. You know, for those that live in persecuted countries with that have death sentences over their lives and they still choose to not stop preaching the gospel. Right.
0: Well, I like that, that Jack reminds us all the time. I mean, he's said this more than once. He goes, you know, you're dying, right? That <laughs> <sighs> you may not be dying today, but you're dying and you're going to be dead. And so why wait? Why wait to accept God? Why yeah. wait? to? You, you think that you're just going to live forever? You, you're going to die. You could die driving out of the uh, out of the driveway. Like we know yes. this stuff, but I, I, it's great that. <laughs> it sounds strange saying this but it's great that jack reminds us
1: yeah like, absolutely uh, y- y- i mean, we, we have to have etern- eternity in perspective we're mm-hmm. citizens of heaven we're not citizens of the earth we're here temporarily it's a fleeting moment in god in god's uh scale
0: and i hope you don't mind me bringing this up but it reminds me of the thought that god gave me last night for yes our brother yeah uh, is that you know you're con- you're concentrating and i i had cancer too so i was i was i wanted to let him know that i I felt the same sorrow and sadness and angst oh no and, and, and yeah. oh no you know what am I gonna do now <laughs> and uh, and this didn't come to me right away i I went for years you know after I got told I had cancer you know crying about it and being sad about it getting um you know getting some some biopsies that nearly killed me but it took those like God says i I told you you had cancer why are you not changing your ways here let me just bring you close to death <laughs> a couple of that before I realized it, it's it, it's that I can't control. I could not control the cancer. There were doctors or medicines or treatments that were out of my control. But the one thing that's in your control is the bigger illness yes. and that is sin. And that's kind of what I brought up to him. I said, you're concentrating on this cancer right now, but what you need to concentrate is, is, is the man. Uh, that has this cancer is not focus on the cancer focus on the sin because that's what's going to that is a greater do death. not
1: fear the one that kills the body <laughs> but the one that will kill body and soul because
0: it wasn't until i realized that that i i got so much i just so much relief so much uh, of the angst went away so much of so, uh, of what i was fearing had just okay i have cancer But now I need to work on myself. I need to work on how I get closer to God, how I start following Christ. And uh, it actually took one more illness when that was COVID in the hospital, which finally taught me the lesson that it's uh, all these things are out of my control. Catching COVID, I didn't plan on it. I didn't try it. But I still have control of the sin that's in my life. And that's what I need to focus on, focus on getting rid of the sin.
1: Pursuit of holiness the sanctification process. Gaining so
0: much freedom, Gave me so much more yes. happiness.
1: And that's what he says. This for the man who this, the, uh, the sun sets free is free indeed. And the freedom mm. is from the fear of dying. And that's what this, that's what Matthew 10 is trying to tell us is that it's just be free of the fear of death. And yeah. you're capable of so much, um, and walking in, uh, in uh, the, the glory that God intends us to, in the victory that God intends us to walk in. Yeah.
0: Let's uh, get a couple of these messages here. We got from Kate, Mary, who says.
1: I have no idea. Hi guys. I have no idea what's happening with my family. I've been taken up to the hospital with huge floaters in my eye. I would appreciate your prayers. Oh, absolutely. Praying for you. I would have ho- floaters, Is that an Australian term? Kate, what does that mean? Um, but uh, we That's gotta
0: be bad. I mean, she had to go to the hospital.
1: Right. Yeah. And we'll, uh, ref- uh, family. Oh, because your son was afflicted yep. last week. Yep. Well, oh, we're Once praying, to... you know, and we learned, uh, well, I was, I was reminded uh, in our angels and demons class of praying for the Lord to send his angels. And so we want to pray that over you, Kate, that the Lord will send his angels of protection and his ministering angels to calm your heart and to provide uh, protection against the enemy that may be attacking you and your family, your sons, and that you are granted supernatural healing from the Lord Himself. That directly His hand shall touch you and touch your eyes and bring immediate healing and relief from whatever you may be suffering from. And uh, God bless you in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen. Amen.
0: That's great. Marcos is on. Give it a. Prayers to Kate.
1: Yes. Same uh, object. Things, objects floating in your vision. Oh, wow. Oh. That's what huge floaters are. Okay. Thank you, Marcos. On occasion,
0: I've had like these little like, it's like amoeba. Oh, really? Is that the, have you ever seen yes. those? They kind of float around Sometimes
1: if end? I, uh, if I hold my eyes tightly or something. Yes. I've had that happen. Yeah, but I have a feeling she's. I think she's... that's
0: way worse. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry to hear this. Um, you want to read? Uh, yes, yeah, so we read Matthew 10, 16 through 42.
1: It's very powerful and direct passage of scripture about uh, the life of a believer. Look, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. This is Jesus talking, red letter of Bible wo- uh, words. So be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. But beware, for you will be handed over to the courts and will be flogged with whips in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. When you're arrested, don't worry about what to respond or, how, or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. A brother will betray his brother to death. A father will betray his own child and children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. And all nations will hate you because you are my followers. But when everyone who endures to the end will be saved. When you're prosecuted prosecuted in one town, flee to the next. I tell you the truth. The son of man will return before you have reached all the towns of Israel. Students are not greater than their teacher and slaves are not greater than their master. Students are to be like their teachers and slaves to be like their masters. And since I, master of the household, have been called the, called the prince of demons, the members of my household will be called by even worse names. But don't be afraid of those who threaten you, for the time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed and all that is secret will be made, to, will be made known to all. What I tell you now in the darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the housetops for all to hear. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both body and soul in hell. What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will acknowledge before my father in heaven. But if anyone denies me here on earth, I will deny him before my father in heaven. Don't imagine I came to bring peace on earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I've come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother, a daughter in law against her mother in law, and your enemies will be right in your own household. If you love your father and mother more than you love me, you're not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Anyone who receives you receives me, and anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you'll be given the same reward as a prophet. And if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness, you'll be given a reward like theirs. And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded. Mm. It's in. I love the analogy to the sparrows, because he's saying that these sparrows are these, you know, basically kind of menial creatures, and yet not one falls to earth that God doesn't know. And he's numbered the hairs on our head, telling us that I know everything about you. I know everything that happens to you. So, and know how valuable you are to me that I wouldn't let anything happen to you um, without good reason.
0: It sounds so harsh, but then when you really think about it, how important it is to understand what he's trying to say there uh, in in so many of the different things that that had to be said. But it's, uh, there's, mothers or there's fathers that really love their kids, but then, but forget about their marriage. Right. Right. And so it, it's great that they love their kids so much and they want to take care of them and do stuff, but you can't do that. Is it despite your marriage? Is that the right yeah, way of saying at that? The cost of, at the cost yeah. of your marriage, because then the kids don't have two parents that live at home. Right. They have, a And that's not happy, the
1: hierarchy that God has ordained. Right?
0: So if you just go from that position, it's, it's not, It's just so clear that God has to come first in everything.
1: Yes. And because I believe in the literal interpretation of scripture, we see that I see that in my own family. Hmm. So those of us that have come from unbelieving families, that you absolutely can see how this is possible. And even in the end times when um, children of believers may not be believers, you know what I mean? And in the end times will fall away. And mm. you cannot sacrifice your faith to save a child. Mm. Yep. You know, God forbid any one of us can be faced with that. Wow! I heard uh, one of the ladies in the Bible study, I don't know if you heard her, uh, was talking behind me saying that her husband uh, family is one of the founders of the church that we go to. They've been there, you know, uh, 35 years. This Her husband grew up in the church and so did his sister. And she's been on the streets homeless for two years and yeah, she's been homeless for two years and he saw her outside of a store, hungry, barefoot, strung out, bought her some shoes and bought her some food. Uh, but, um, she's refusing to be um, hospitalized. She's been in and out of rehab. Nothing works and just prefers to be on the street. That's a lady right behind us. Emily. Yeah. Get out of town.
0: How did I miss that? Yes, yeah, just that she was talking so soft it was hard to hear because there was uh, a, lot of, a lot of chattering going but on. but I
1: just I I was it just broke my heart to hear that because how those parents, like what they what they put in, what dedication they showed, and yet their heart breaks for their child that they cannot save. You know, God mm-hmm. willing. You know, the Lord's promises are true and his words don't come back void. You raise a child in the ways of the Lord and they shall not depart from it. When they grow old, they shall not depart from it. So at some point they turn around, but we just, the pain of going through, waiting for it to turn around. Wow.
0: Revelations 3.18.
1: I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed. that The shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. I love that by the gold refined in the fire, which is us.
0: John 1930.
1: So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit.
0: Hmm. wow daryl nettleton it's a name that we've not seen before right No, watching on youtube and uh just says as you get older floaters are normal
1: yes so kate wouldn't see that comment
0: no not till now
1: okay not till now yeah thank you daryl
0: gotta look into that more yeah As i'm getting a little bit older a little bit not that much older um so tonight at uh, Friends Church, uh, Pastor uh, Chris Ward uh, led uh, the first day of a series of classes on uh, uh, angels and demons. Yes, and it was a, a full house. It was in the chapel. We weren't in the main sanctuary, but in the chapel, it was full. Um, what was one of your? I mean, there was so much that we learned about angels that I didn't that I didn't know. I mean, a lot of it. I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. I had no idea. That angels um, don't have wings. <laughs> I grew up in the Catholic church. All the angels had wings. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> and they're all women. But uh, according to Chris, and uh, you know, I have no reason not to believe him, he did all the research, is that there's the angels in the Bible are all men.
1: Yeah, there are no female angels.
0: But yet all we see in statues at Catholic churches and on paintings is, is mostly women
1: so i'll take your word for it i'm not familiar with it <laughs> and, children. <laughs> and children and children and children There's babies and little chunky yeah little the
0: cherubim with, yeah with little, little yeah. wings and they can't they try to fly but they can't quite stay up because they're big bellies oh. but uh but in this class one of the first things we learned is that that's that they false are, that is false that angels do not have
1: wings and angels are not chubby babies <laughs> nor are they females and they're not cherubim uh, cherubim is a different yes. uh, spiritual being, yes, yes, that God okay. describes explicitly in the Bible. And I, I just love that. So he went through all of the roles that angels play in our lives, and we're not to worship them or to seek advice from them because there is passage of scripture from Paul about um, not to listen, even if an angel comes down preaching a false gospel, and that demons can masquerade as angels of light, and so they could be deceptive. And it's important not to try to talk to angels bypassing the holy spirit and the indwelling of god in in our lives but we can ask god to send angels of protection angels ministering angels uh so important because angels are used to warn us to advise us to counsel us and angels of the lord are mentioned repeatedly in the bible coming to the prophets and coming to people to empower them to encourage them and so it's absolutely acceptable for believers to ask God to send those angels and great stories of missionaries and the power of angels to protect them in very dangerous situations.
0: And the other interesting thing is that um, he brought up the scriptures of talking about the number of angels. Yes. Tens, ten thousands times ten thousands. But at the time, 10,000 was the largest number. Right. So it, it could actually be a gazillion. That there could, in fact, be an angel for everybody based on what I was hearing. But is there an angel uh, as um, that was Mar- one of the questions Marcus. Marcos uh, asked is, do we have angels like guardians who take care of us uh, or protect us personally? So and the, the thought was that there, there may be an angel for everybody. Be. However,
1: uh, well, he's, there's two passages of scripture, one where Jesus refers to children and their angels. And the other was when Peter was locked in prison and then the angel set him free and he went to the door of uh, Mary's house. And the the lady who opened the door was like, Peter's at the door and then slammed the door. And they said, no, you must be out of your mind. It is his angel that there are references to a direct angel of each person. So we don't know definitively that we have guardian angels, but there are passages that do indicate that there are specific angels for us
0: i think there's just like there's chapters of angels like there's the yorba angels that take care of us while we're here
1: well because based (laughs) on the numbers he described and the number of people on earth that are believers at Mm. least one billion or so there's not enough angels by the numbers that he gave i he said that um that the uh god created angels before the creation of the universe and um that the creation stopped. That's the deductive reasoning. I happen to not think that's true. Hmm. I think God's always creating. And so why would he not continue to create angels? Hmm. So that was my personal opinion. And he said that there's no definitive evidence there. He is not creating angels.
0: The discussion is very interesting because he's um, making sure in, 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 in keeping it biblical. Qualifying all, and these he's responses. not using like TV shows or something like that to uh, help with the discussion. But um, there's simply things we do not know the answer to. Yes, and uh, he's, I love that though. Yeah, I, like I love the mystery. Of I it. like that it, what he said is that you know who knows maybe you know what we're talking about today. You know, it, it's just, it, my understanding is that there's probably not an angel for everybody all the time. That sometimes they take a break uh, and sometimes they go visit somebody else for a little while and then come back. Um, but if I die and get to heaven and I, I learned I mean, that, that my angels angel like, Hey, I've been with you the whole time. And remember when you were teaching that class, I was sitting right next to you. He goes, Oh, okay. That makes, that makes sense. <laughs> and so, um, I, I know that a lot of research, Chris is one of those guys that puts a ton of research into stuff. As long as I he's been at the church, I know that he does that. He makes sure he does his best to make sure and follow as much, um, uh, uh, of the teachings that he possibly can and often checks in with other experts.
1: Yeah. And I don't uh, mind the notion that we don't each have our own. Like, mm. I don't mind that I'm sharing an angel. Like you said, mm. a, you know, like a, a your Belinda angels that are in charge of this city. Like, I don't have a problem with that. You know, like I don't care how many other people he has to take care of as long as I know he's willing to take care of me when I need it. Now, if we were to both be calling on him at the same time, like, does that create a conflict? Does he have to decide which one of us is more important? I don't know. but
0: And I think there's those times, as we've talked about before, that we've heard Pastor Jack talk about that, uh, you know, the hand of God's protection is over us and which would include him saying to the angel, let him go on this one. Let's you know he's he's got to learn yeah or she's got to learn
1: for sure um,
0: you know why you know what happens when he when he doesn't follow my word
1: and and the way job described, it was described in job is satan says to god um he does not he obeys you because there's a wall of protection so what was was that a real wall or was that the legion of angels around job and so the lord said okay well you know i will move it i will allow you to penetrate So to speak. So
0: another thing I just I found interesting as I'm going back and thinking about it now is that the stories because there are a few people that that stood up or mentioned you know their their history of an angel you know interfering in something or helping them through something or saving even saving their life from drowning or uh, we heard another one about from falling 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 out of a car that a lot of these stories are when they were children. Yes, and then there is some biblical, and, I, and you'll probably know the scripture is where um, Jesus was saying that. Yes, you know, that's what I mentioned earlier. Yeah, the, the protection of kids seems to be far more prevalent than protecting adult. Like as an adult, he's going, "Okay, listen, I need to protect the kids, but you get a little bit older, you're on <laughs> you're your own." <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, the story, all, almost every story, was somebody saying, "When I was a kid," and then would go yes. forward and tell their story, like five, six years old, seven years. Yeah. Seemed to be that that age range.
1: Really interesting. But then there's the missionaries, the stories of the missionaries, uh-huh. and it was one where they were in a very hostile country and they were fearing for their lives that the authorities were coming to kill them. And uh they prayed fervently for an army of angels to protect them and for the Lord to send his protection. And the next day they said that the troops came to arrest them and to beat and torture them but they saw a row of bodyguards guarding the house and asked him, who were those bodyguards? <laughs> and the pastor said, I have no idea what you're talking about, other than that we prayed for the Lord's protection. So it physically manifested. And, and, and that's another thing Chris taught is that angels can come as human beings. And we, we know the scripture of that where, you know, um, be hospitable to strangers because you don't know, you may be entertaining an angel, but that they often come in the form of human beings they can inhabit a human being's body and people would see them as human beings.
0: And a couple of people that were there, and these are people that just showed up. They, there was probably, they didn't come there with the story. It wasn't like no. he called, Hey, anybody come with the story, come and tell your story. <laughs> it just was organic. And uh, the description of the angels was very similar. Uh, white hair,
1: white yeah. beard. And he goes,
0: My mine, mine had white hair and white mustache and white beard.
1: Um, Except the bodyguards.
0: Yeah. Except the bodyguards. That was, that was a really good story. though. I love that story <laughs> that they said, you know, that they heard from the guys that went to arrest them that, you know, we didn't, we didn't do it because we didn't follow through with our, our seizing of these people because of the, of the guards that were surrounding the, their, their hut. Apparently. I love that.
1: So good. That is so good.
0: And you've talked about this before. Just, just one more thing before we, we leave is that you, you brought this up before that it seems that in Third world countries where there are missionaries and where there is seems to be a little bit more demonic that you you see more of that kind of thing, devils and and, and angels and and that kind of stuff. What why why was that and or why I, is that?
1: I think it's a couple of reasons. So for uh, one thing, I had mentioned to Andy is that I used to pray for the protection of angels against demonic activity that I felt was happening when I first came to Christ and. I believe, and I, and I just forgot to, to continue praying about that, but I believe that, and this is something that Chris was echoing, that when we call on, we ask the Lord for angelic protection, it signals to God that we are aware of the spiritual realm and that we, we are in tune to sensing that protection. And it, it invites him to respond in that fashion. And so that's a, good, uh, that's a good dialogue to be with in God. But in those countries, there's so much demonic activity, you cannot help but be confronted with spiritual warfare. And so you know that is, if there's demons, there's angels. And so there's, you know there's God's elect. And so you're more inclined to call on that protection when faced with spiritual warfare. Because you're not going to ask for a physical sword against a demon. That's not going to help you. Yeah. And it's knowing not only that the power that is in us is greater than that that is in the world, but the legion of angels and spiritual authorities of God are greater than anything that the, that the devil can muster up mm-hmm. wow. and, and, re- and remembering that as a tool in the toolbox. Yep. You know what else I
0: love just really quick? I was thinking is that, uh, that Chris's mom and dad were there
1: Aww, and they were sitting right yeah, in front of so us sweet.
0: and it was fun to watch them. Watch their son teaching,
1: yeah, and
0: that they were like, you see them writing and learning, and they it's just like I don't know, it was just this this dynamic so of him up there with such authority and such knowledge and such uh, a and, proud moment for them, and, I'm sure, and teaching and them op- with their Bibles open, Aww, shaking their so head, sweet. and you know, and, and bringing, the entry
1: comment, the entry compliment is everyone's like, so why did why would you come to this class? And the first person that speaks is like because of the teacher. And the parents got like almost blushed. They were like, "Oh, that's that our so son!" Good. And everybody started clapping because I mean, that must be such a proud moment for them. Yep.
0: And just so you know, because uh, Danielle uh, said hey, Danielle. that Angels Demons class sounds so interesting, is that um, what we happen to be in is like a
1: <laughs> in, Shh,
0: in what is called a leaders
1: uh, group. And since in all our abject humility, we consider ourselves leaders of our own kingdom over here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he'll <sign> us up. <laughs> and so whether or not we're supposed to be there, we're in this like introductory, you know, like a, a beta. Yeah, uh, beta, beta testing. He's beta beta testing, testing the class. So it, once this class is done, he's going to learn from what it is already. He got a couple questions that he wasn't ready for. Um, and so he's going to look them up. And so this is this is kind of the purpose: is that he's going to get all the good questions that he wasn't anticipating, and then create a, a online a, an online class that you'll be able to watch. And so yes. that that'll be coming. So just it, it may not be as fast as maybe you want it, but it'll be a couple months.
1: And what he's a he's a bit of a Calvinist in the sense that he's not as um, expressive of the move of the Holy Spirit. Uh, as some of the more Pentecostal the doctrines of, of school of thought, but he's very methodical and, and biblically sound. So he'll take you, you know, this is the scripture, this is why I believe this, and I love also his respect for other schools of thought. So he'll say, you know, in Pentecostal churches, they believe more of this, you know, the other conservative evangelical um, theologians will say this, but I personally believe that. And he's very clear about what his belief is versus, uh, what the Bible says. And I think that's super helpful.
0: And yeah, when it becomes available, we'll let you know. Yes, um, absolutely. And y'all can, can view it. Those of you that are obviously not here in the herbal area. Um, again, go to resurrect ministry.com. We noticed that a bunch of people joined after the initial, um, announcement.
1: Jim. <laughs> You're busting us, Jan. <laughs> this, this, that's the issue. It is technically open to leaders. They didn't actually define leaders. And so since Andy and I lead this podcast, we <laughs> considered ourselves <laughs> as members of leaders in this community.
0: Yeah, leaders. That may that, have
1: been a stretch.
0: Yeah. So they have Bible study leaders and people that pray at the crosses when service uh, is, is ending those people are the ones that are considered leaders of the church. And so Hetty and I don't do any of those things.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not but, to say we won't.
0: And I didn't know. I, I'm, you did. I am you from the beginning. My, I'm innocent. I you are not know. innocent. Oh, I'm almost innocent. But uh, it will be coming. Then the next round will be for everybody. Yeah. And So you can join live or they're going to record it and release it as uh, so you can watch it online. All right, so go to ResurrectMinistry.com, and that's where you'll find the content that we have, and you'll be able to sign up for the newsletter and uh, partner with us. And then we also have the Edify app that we want to make sure and tell people. About. Yes,
1: we are part of the Edify uh, Christian Post Podcast Network, and you could find our podcast if you would subscribe. If there was something you want me to remind people about subscribing uh, to hit like and something else, because when we were listening to Jax, you like, remember that for tomorrow. Oh, shoot. Uh, something about was it because if you if you like it, it encourages other. Oh, Oh, yes, right. If you like it, and even post a comment, if there's an opportunity to post a comment, it encourages other people, uh, to subscribe. So we'd appreciate it.
0: Yeah, give it five stars. Oh, look at that! I can change with the quick
1: keys. All right, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Never a dull dull moment over here. Squirrel.
0: All right, my friends. We love you guys. God bless. Have a great, great night. And thank we you for will joining see us. See you tomorrow. God bless. God bless.